Raisin Man Arena. Uh, oh, fuck. My microphone isn't working. You guys start talking. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> so, so okay. I was on... This is just about this, but I was... the. I was on a date yesterday with and, and Felipe and Sarah were there. One, but the, two, three. I, told I think the, the woman, microphone's working now. Listen to this. Sam the, was on a date, but me and Felipe were there. <laughs> we were there. Never happens. And yeah. She, I mentioned the podcast to her, and she listened to it today, and she was like, I like how you guys troubleshoot on the podcast, uh, and that's exactly the yeah. same thing that my mom mm. said. <laughs> I think that we're going to be troubleshooting on the podcast for you. For yes. many years to come. Yes, Felipe is giving me a really hard time that my audio sounds bad, so I'm going to be holding it next to my mouth this whole time, folks. Um, Everybody's holding it in front of their mouths. <laughs> the microphone is going. The stream is going. Everything's recording. And now we just and now we just got to be and funny. Now the magic happens. Yeah. Now the magic needs to happen. We're off. My my date asked me what the podcast is about, what it's like. And I said, I didn't know what to say, but, but if I, if I, if I knew what to say then at that moment, it would have been, it's kind of like, I'm sort of silent in the background for a while. And my friends, Felipe and Sarah kind of, um, sort of trade thoughts and anxieties they have about different <laughs> things. And then I make bad, a bad joke. Every yes. once in a while, that doesn't. Yes. that's not funny. Fair. <laughs> you make a bad Fair joke, and then Felipe tries to turn that into a bit, but I don't realize what's happening, and I try to keep the conversation going that we were already having, and then it gets kind of derailed because we, we had to circle back to what the bit is. Um, Man, yeah. we're, we're going down the hall of mirrors right now. Yeah, and uh, but I think I think we'll we'll break the I think we'll break the pattern today. Sarah will understand all the bits. We'll, me and Sarah won't be anxious. Sam will make good jokes Wild. that will jump on very quickly. Yeah. Oh, brother. Holy moly. Another week. Yeah. Another week in the United States of America. Yeah. Man, we were, we were at the, uh, we were at the, Fourth of July fireworks yesterday. I've never not celebrating, not celebrating, not celebrating Fourth of July. Celebrating Post Malone's birthday. (laughs) Turns twenty four to yesterday. Uh, We we ate we ate hot dogs in honor of Post Malone. I've never seen fireworks quite the way that we did yesterday. Yeah, that's it's how they should be every time. Just like by the people for the people everyone gets six or seven and you're shooting them at your neighbors <laughs> yeah was- just in the we were in the in the middle of the park fireworks shooting feet away from us sometimes the the tube that uh functions as a barrel to shoot the firework would tip over the fireworks would shoot into the picnickers um explosions sparks would fly in front of us Yes, and uh, it was all sort of being run by children and adolescents. It seemed like, for the most part, uh, like there was being, yeah. There was one wild moment where, um, like, someone shot like a big a big kahuna, like a big firework. It like tipped over, exploded, sparked all around the uh, the picnickers, and it was very scary. It was the first time that that happened in the night. 
and then this guy so it, it exploded next to some women that were nearby and this guy walks over to them and he's like what the fuck are you doing you, <laughs> you shot off that sparkler what the fuck are you doing and yes. he, was, he was freaking out and everybody saw zero to ten women, yes zero across to the ten. whole park everyone turned to look at this scene and everybody knew that the women were just victims of of this of this runaway firework and i couldn't tell yes. if the guy genuinely thought they had set off the sparklers or was like trying to cover his tracks trying to be like you know sort of like point point at someone else and in, distract in a sort of a sun Tzu tactic yeah like to uh divert yeah his enemies and it was crazy because the group that he picked to pin it on it was just so obviously not them that it was not them yes yeah it was just four people who were just like had been talking all night involved totally under themselves like barely even engaging with anything in the park uh like there's just couldn't have been a less likely group of people so it was like extremely comical to watch him accuse them <laughs> and then i guess sort of sad because did you see after that happened they just got up and left because they left yeah they, they didn't want any trouble and i think yeah. and i think that they were right because i feel like if anything bad happened again that guy was <laughs> that guy was gonna take it he was he already had he had already set the precedent and he could only get more mad yes I also think sometimes like your your friend uh, group gets tested in a situation like that that you've never been in before where like a fight breaks out, maybe it's a situation that has like some sort of dire stake, something really dangerous happens and people don't respond in a way that makes it, they embarrass themselves in front of each other and then it's better to mm -hmm. just go home than to try to yeah. socially bounce exactly. back or something like that. Because none of them, they all were cowed instantly by the screaming man. None of them stepped forward to say, we didn't do that, leave us alone or anything like that. So I th had that been our group? Had that man screamed at us? I'm not oh, sure. I would have loved that. I, would have, <laughs> I was kind of hoping he would. So what would you have done, I dude? Do I would have taken another punch right to the face. <laughs> second punch of second punch of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I was on a date. I was, mind you, I was on a date, so I I really would have rose to the occasion. Yeah. Sam, I would no, have blamed I'm... it on my date. He comes over and blames us, <laughs> it was and her. I was like, "It was this girl next to me." <laughs> it was her. She set them off. <laughs> what was it that you said to the man the last time when you got punched in the eye? You just said like, "Dude," or like something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? really pathetic. I was like, "Dude, what the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, there was this guy who was approached Will and Felipe as we were standing outside our apartments, and he he started trying to talk to us uh, I think it was leading to a conversation about gentrification but he sort of had this quote from this white supremacist and he was like what do you think this quote means what do you think this quote means and he was and we were going around and we had to each one of us had to answer it and then like right through the middle of the conversation I was like hey man like do you mind if I ask you your name like just trying to be really friendly and, and he was like wise but but the point was is that afterwards, Will was just absolutely roasting me later, just being like, hey, what's up, Slammer Jammer? Let me ask you your name, man. Like, just like trying to be like a nice guy in the neighborhood, you know? That's funny. That's funny also because Will told me that same story. But the way he told it was that this man came up to you. He said he made some comment about the nature of uh, white supremacy. He asked each of you to interpret it. And he told... Um, Will that he agreed with everything Will said. He told Felipe <laughs> that some of what he said was right, and he told you, Sam, that you were wrong. <laughs> he told he told Sam he told Sam that he, Sam said like too many times. Like he went and he went off on a tangent. He was like, you know, when people say like too many times, it just it's like cursing. And then he just started talking about how ignorant you sound and you say like too many times. 
he he like kind of went off into space. I think at, at first I thought he had a point, but he just kind of he like went. He never quite he sort of careened. He careened out of out of control. Sort of talking about well, because at first, two funny things. At first he was like, he was like, he came up and he's like, "Do you know about this man?" And he said the name of this guy, and we were like, "No, who is that?" And he's like, "He's a Ku Klux Klan member," and we were like, "Oh no," and then. <laughs> And he was oh, like, no. <laughs> oh, oh, and he was like, and you know what he said? He was like, the, it was something like the way for the, uh, to like displace, like the weak is to move into their neighborhood or something like that. And so I was like, this guy's like coming at us. I thought he wanted to get into a fight. And so he's like, he's like, he points at me and he's like, what do you think about that? And I started saying something. I was like, well, and I was really nervous. Like I thought he was, I don't know. I thought he was mad at us or something. And I was like, and I really didn't know what he wanted me to say. Like it, I was like, the quote kind of speaks for itself, you know, like, mm. I don't, what else, what else is there to say? So I was like, I was like, I don't know, man. I think you should tell me what you think about it. Like, I think you have a thought about it that you want to share. And he was like, no, I want, and then he was like <laughs> double down. He was like, no, I want you to tell me what you think about it. Damn. And then, and then each one of us gave our like most insufferable like, you know, like like college kid explanation of gentrification, and and he just roasted Sam for saying like too many times. But my point is, I thought he was gonna fight us, and then I think he halfway through he was like, I don't want to fight these guys, so he went off on like some other tangent that wasn't about gentrification. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and it was because of my good answer. It was because of my good answer, Felipe. I don't know right. what he didn't like about our answers. I think both of our answers were pretty good. That's funny. That's funny. I'm going to watch for you saying like a lot, Sam. I think maybe I presume that you know what you're talking about, but maybe you're actually obfuscating and rhetorically muddling, and I just am uh, not paying attention. Yeah. I think at one point I said the fabric of the black community. It's true. Will, yeah. Will really roasted me for that. that Sam went into some reveries. Potentially whack. Yeah. Sam went into some lyrical poetry. <laughs> Yeah. Is that kind of rhymed? The threads of the fabric are fraying. <laughs> like a Damn. like a thin textile. Um, yeah, white w- white man puts white man on the moon, you know? Mm. He puts whitey on the moon before he he looks to his neighbor. Mm. It's true. Um wait, but what were we where did this start? This started cuz you know when you have when you know when you have it in your brain that you were going to say something else but you you put this thought aside and but I'm like I was oh, there was a thought another the fireworks the fireworks and what the oh. man would do and watching your friend us. group experience sort of an unusual situation yes. maybe they don't react yes. in a way that makes you uh, feel good about how they are yeah well I mean I guess I guess my big my big takeaway was I don't know this is my first time like usually I've done fireworks either like I guess I've only been in new york for three years and last year we did it on on like uh on someone's roof so we weren't like near fireworks so maybe this happens every year but it felt it was like extremely um like it felt kind of anarchic like fireworks were exploding all around us sometimes they would fall near us it was kind of like um decentralized leadership yeah it was kind of scary not particularly pleasant and but it felt fit it felt like oh this is this is the fireworks show that we should get this year yes no rules no rules yeah and it was kind of funny to me i thought it was an interesting thing like absolutely agree with all the sentiments about not celebrating the fourth of july i think that's like self-evident um but it was interesting because listeners we did have plans to hang out to eat eat dinner at the park regardless um because it was a saturday and uh i just remember like (laughs) leaving my apartment 
and like seeing i live in eastern crown heights like the streets were just full of people and families and neighbors and people out just like having a good ass time and i was like it's hard for me to feel like like does this this isn't i mean they're celebrating the fourth of july probably in the same sense or whatever but uh not really everyone's just like it's the middle of the summer trying to have a good time like and it's really crazy outside yeah, it's like a and yeah, yeah. The well, energy was just so f- good and so positive that I was like, "This is just its own thing." People are just like celebrating. Totally. We celebrating. One, of the, one of the people that was coming to the to our hang was like, "I don't want to celebrate the Fourth of July," and m- maybe she almost didn't come because of that. And I don't, I don't get that. I mean, I understand like not subscribing to it, but like, it's a time to have fun. You know, you don't you don't have to like believe in the thing. But if everybody's like out and it's warm, you know, why yeah. why deny yourself fun? Yeah. I think, um, I mean, the holiday exists for a reason, so it's worth stopping to be like, what is this? What are we celebrating? You know, uh, but I don't know. It is like a holiday is just a time for people to usually do really specific traditional gathering activities. So, yeah, it's like when when the Europeans tried to Christianize the new world, there was all these indigenous holidays, right? That then christianity had to map on to right um and we have a day like in the summer in the united states where people go outside and they listen to their uncles like say crazy shit and they like cook stuff on a grill and then they, they do fireworks and like we that's that day should exist no matter what and even if it's not it, like a national holiday about independence we need to like transform it or convert it at least so it can be maybe about something else but it, but at least that's the tradition that needs to like hold true right it's like time, save the good you know? part that serves people yeah exactly. exactly totally and get rid of sort of because i think even if you're you're not intending to celebrate it it comes with the trappings of like all of the flags and patriotic music and people giving speeches and so like even if your celebration of it doesn't have to do with that that's still all kind of linked there and it's worth acknowledging mm-hmm. Yeah, and and also I like the part of 4th of July where, like, like fire trucks and, like, dump trucks and, and, like, all the municipal, like, gear, like, comes out and, like, drives down, like, the main street. I think that's cool. I don't know about that part. Not the police cars, but, like, yeah, do you know how, like... There's a dump truck parade? <laughs> yeah, there's like all the all the municipal like vehicles like go out and they like drive along the street and there's all these like cool things the city owns that you didn't realize like motorcycles or like the 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 New York City has like these boats that are for putting out fires but that are on the water. And so there's these fire, boats that like fire fire boats? Like fire yeah. trucks for boats? Yeah, yeah, Whoa. yeah. They, and they shoot out. They can shoot out water like really, really far into the sky. And Damn, every no. every summer during the Fourth of July, like these 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 boats go out and they like shoot out water in all these different oh, directions no. as this like display of like civic pride. And I kind Incredible. of like that. Hmm. That's Not, really cool. Just get rid of the police part, but everything else I think is cool. I've never seen this boat part, and I've never heard anybody talk about it before. It's hard for me to believe. <laughs> I like the you idea of a military. I like. The, <laughs> I, think you're I like. Lying. I like the idea of like a military parade, but it's just like dumb trucks. Exactly, and dumb like trucks reci- and, it's about um, recycling. Yeah, stuff. it's and, a good uh, idea, Sam. I think it's a good idea. I just don't think it's true or real <laughs> or that it exists. <laughs> but I think it's a really you good open idea. Your eyes, Sarah Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Sam grew Wild. up in the town from Stand by Me. 
a little 1950s mm, American town yeah. where every every year they parade the um, the one uh, the one fire truck the town has. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you tell your mom mm-hmm. that you're sleeping at Billy's house, and she'd say that uh, you, he'd say he's sleeping at your house, and then you go to the dump truck parade. Yeah, <laughs> you get high. You get high yeah. at the dump truck parade. No, you're not supposed to be there. Uh, holy yeah. moly! But anyways, yeah, it felt uh, it felt like some. I, I'll I feel like I'll remember yesterday's celebration forever, just because it was so scary. It was extremely was intense. Scared. Yeah, it was scary. <laughs> I yeah. was scared too, but I was like, I'm not getting up because I can't let the fear win. You know, you have to just push push yourself. Just yeah. push yeah. through it. Yeah, yeah. I'm it, sure Sam it, wasn't scared. He doesn't register being bothered. <laughs> in this kind of way so yeah but i'm not convinced i'm not convinced that sam even though sam doesn't get scared i'm not convinced that he's like a weather vane for whether or not things are dangerous no i agree i agree i don't think his not being scared is a testament to his character (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what it speaks to i was in a higher stakes situation because i was on a date you were on a date so that was yeah way higher stakes than you could even imagine and oh, i was yeah. scared oh, no. i was you scared to you my don't, core we don't, we don't have to imagine anything all right sam it was no all right there was nothing you it was clear that it was high stakes what do you mean by that Felipe? i don't know does that person listen to the thing Are they gonna, uh, potentially listen to this potentially yeah should i should i scrub this out uh, I, don't I don't think you said anything. That was yeah. just totally vague and abstract. Yeah, I don't know what it even. Oh, implicitly. well, now, but now, now, that if that person listened, their imaginations would just fly wild. I think <laughs> no, I just, I just, it, it was clear that you were, you know, you were nervous. I was nervous. I'm trying to. T- yeah. I'm sort of. I guess I could roast you, but I'm not. I just, you were nervous. That's funny. That's you were excited. That's I why was I wasn't I was wasn't excited. on that side of the group. What was he doing that was so nervous? He was being like overly cheerful or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was I doing? He was just intro- he was just introducing his date with uh with Gusto. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to make you feel bad. I don't want to. It was fine. It was sweet. Oh, that's it was sweet. sweet to watch. That's sweet. I yeah. I don't feel bad at all. I'll say it myself. I was nervous and excited. Wow. And I wanted her to have a good time. Wow. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Damn, I should have eaten before doing this. I'm hungry. I'm getting You're hungry. Getting hungry? Well, you know, do yeah. your thing and me and Sam will hold it down. No. <laughs> I'll just wait. I'll just wait. No, go do your thing, Felipe. Do your thing do your and thing. me and Sam will hold it down. Yeah, we'll hold no, it down. No, yeah. no, no. What, we'll ta- what would you guys talk about if I wasn't here? We would talk about a dynamics that are on a plane of existence you just don't can't even access yet. Like, like yeah. what? We're both reading Middlemarch. No, <laughs> I can't. Sarah, the the copy of Middlemarch you bought, you bought that for Sam, right? Yeah, it's the most insane book I've ever seen. It's like this. It's like as it's like a textbook. Huge. It looks like a yeah. textbook. The margins are half an inch wide, and the and the words are so tiny, and it's yep. the size of like an SAT prep book. <laughs> yep. It looks like it was published. It, has, it looks like it was published by f- fucking. And it has like a like a four hundred by four hundred like JPEG that they like blew up. Yeah, yeah. It looks it looks like someone was like it looks like someone for the cover grabbed a, a picture a picture like off of Google image search of a of like a town and was like I'm gonna enlarge this that and just is, like made it five times bigger. That's the socialist utopian future that we're moving into. Yeah. I ordered that copy because I couldn't order it from Amazon, so I had to order from Bookshop dot org 
And that's the version that they had, so that's what books are gonna look like if we get what we want. And we just have to get used to it. And it took like five weeks for them to deliver it. So that sucks. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> that piece of shit edition took five weeks to come. I Clearly published it. by someone yes. who has never published a book before. Has never maybe has never even seen a book before. I love. I think it. whoever published has maybe never read a book. Just they were given the task and they sort of they sort of fumbled through yes, it. Yes, that's what all books, all art, all jobs will be like. That jobs will be assigned randomly. You won't have any particular qualifications to do what you do, and it'll just be about doing a good enough job and uh, finding satisfaction. The the books, the way like books have gone in terms of their graphic art have has dramatically like like it's absolute shit. Ever since like the 2010s, it's been really, really. I cool. haven't what are you noticing talking that? about. Yeah, what the hell are you talking about, dude? Yeah, what, <laughs> Sam is <laughs> suddenly the the Scholastics <laughs> Book Fair catalog expert. Yeah, well, graph like like um covers for like bestsellers. If you walk into like bookstores and stuff, you can see a bunch back to back, and it's always like really like garish colors, and then like a stupid font, uh, and then like a bunch of like. Bird, like birds on it or something like that it's like mm. kind of like designy it's not pictorial mm. um it's kind of like cartoonish it 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 it's sort of like yeah like it mirrors i think in in some ways it mirrors a lot of like um um internet like like uh advertising graphic design are you cultivating but, um, these niche observations because the person that you're dating is a graphic designer like what, what the hell are you talking <laughs> oh, about damn. <laughs> I don't, no i've i've talked about this a lot with will before that like <laughs> i think i think like um yeah like book covers today look i think really ugly hmm. I, I, don't, I don't feel I one way or another some, about it it's hard to talk without like giving examples but Absolutely. you'll see you'll see you know you'll see like uh, oh, like a new printed edition of like Marx's like, like Capital, and it's like, uh, it's like a cartoon of Marx or something, and then, it, yes. and then it's like, yes, uh, you know, it's and like it's a like, flat, it's like a flat shaded, like a like a Google icon, yes, and he's like he's like chibi style, totally, that's right, totally, and he's got a mug of coffee with a heart on it, <laughs> yeah, I think that's right, really, really gross. Yeah, well, you well, know, the the copy of Middlemarch you got Sam is busted, but that's cool <laughs> that you guys are reading it, I guess. Thanks. That's cool. I would have liked to read it too. Felipe, do you not get nervous on dates? Um I don't know. I haven't I feel like I haven't been on a date in a pretty long time. Um I do remember I went on a date with this person once in college and I was really terrified, but not because I wanted it to go well, but because the person like how do I, I think the person liked me and they had a way of showing it that like she was like just kind of like looking at me. It was very intense. And I was like and she was like, well, I get to see you again. And I, I just got really freaked out. Like it made me really nervous. I was like, this is too much. Um yeah and i i remember i said to her i was like hey i have to be honest i'm quite nervous right now <laughs> and uh oh we didn't, that's we, charming we didn't go on another day i i said that i didn't want to keep going on dates and uh that was the end of that but i hmm. i don't know maybe i have to think about it depends on the date i guess depends on the date yeah how about yeah. you sarah do i get nervous on dates I don't know. I guess I get I'm kind of nervous just because like 
I feel like I can't really make any decisions on dates. I don't usually have sex with people on my first date because I am like, I can't really figure out whether or not I, I want to or not. Like in live time, I'm just kind of like taking every minute as it comes. So sometimes I'm nervous about that just because I'm like, oh, we have to like fit, make this decision and I've already decided to not make a decision. Um, so I can't like really figure it out with this person. Um, and that puts every moment as it comes. Yeah. You're like, whoa, and now there's food at the table. <laughs> and your dad whoa, does wow. what? Wait, you have a brother? <laughs> oh my God. This, this soda is so sweet <laughs> and there's so many bubbles in it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then later at home, I, I go over my notes or I call someone and I say, well, what, what do we think about this? What, how do I feel? Should I be nervous about this situation? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. <sighs> well, it, it's also, I think as a man, it, if you, if you date, um, I mean, this isn't true across the board, but like, I think it, there's a danger if you date women to that, that it's like, it, it's often very scary for them. So there's also, you're nervous, but then you also don't want to make them nervous. Like your nervous energy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I always say, Hey, listen, I'm a cool guy. I get it. <laughs> You don't have to worry about anything. I get it. All right. <laughs> Look, tonight money is no object. All right, Missy. You, you get anything you want. You see something you want to buy, I'll buy it for you. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I got um, I got really in this this week. I love um, I love getting into like YouTube beef. I was gonna tell you about this, Sarah. Like. Every oh, time I'm going to check on my sausages real quick. Okay. I'll be back. Well, Felipe's talking to me, so. Every time YouTubers start to beef, I, like, go into it really deep. And I think it's not because I, I know it's, like, not important. Like, it's not important that YouTubers are beefing. It doesn't. But it's just so funny to, like, dive for one day, dive into, like, another scene where stakes are, like, through the roof. Like, things are so important. And someone will post a video called, like, finally ready to talk and it has like 5 million views and you're like damn 5 million people tuned in for this like confessional and they it's really important to them and um have you heard about this like um oh, what who's the fucking person this woman Tati um Tati uh Westbrook have you heard of this woman no i wish can I, I wish can i tell you about it tell me about it yeah so, so like um this woman's like a, a beauty blogger. She blogs like um, makeup and shit like that. And last year, she like she tried to cancel this other beauty blogger named James Charles. And have you heard of James Charles? Yes. He's like he's like very young, like super glamorous, like on the up and up, like uh, in that world. Yes. And apparently they were friends, but he kind of betrayed her like he did a he did a sponsorship of a of a brand that wasn't her brand and she felt offended so she made a video this like tearful video where she was like he like betrayed me and then act two of this video she was like and not only that but he's a predator and she like she she began with he betrayed me and then she went on into he's a predator so she like starts saying that basically this guy's like dangerous and subsequently, like, it, all this fallout happened, like, and it was so funny because their audiences are, like, 12-year-old kids, 13-year-old kids. So, like, people with, with like, like, a thin sliver of, like, a moral compass and understanding, you know, like, 
Yeah. Every, every like, um, you know, moral idea to them is it's just like it decants as if through a strainer and they get mm. like little pebbles of it. Drips, and so, yeah. Drips. And so all these kids are like, James Charles is canceled. He's a, he's a, he's a predator. He's but a then, predator. Huh? yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> insane. But then there was a backlash because James Charles, James Charles explained himself and like it was not a big deal at all. Like it was she had like totally mis um, mischaracterized all the shit he'd done. Like it was not very serious. And he was like very nice and transparent. And he was like, these are the things I did. This is what, what was bad about them. But ultimately, they were like pretty harmless. Um, and then there was a backlash where she was. And what, kind of, what did he own up to doing? Basically, she was like, she was like, James Charles is trying to turn straight guys gay. Um, and I mean, I could go into it, but basically it was like he would like text guys who were maybe straight and, and would flirt with guys who said they were straight. And at first she made it seem like it was this really like predatory thing. But he was like, no, these guys are like interested in me and unsure. And if you see the texts, like I kind of give them space to be unsure. I, I don't remember the specifics, but like it, it mm. was a thing where. That's just was, interesting. I've never heard that line of allegations as being like particularly oppressive, predatory behavior because the power dynamics not really there in our kind of conventional. I don't know. I, I could hear totally. The for well, it, I mean, on, t on top of it, on top of it, people were like, this is homophobic, like, yeah. yeah. This is like a homophobic so so it was like it had all these layers and anyways so but people were like oh james charles is okay and this woman is bad she like you know uh, web like was petty and weaponized this thing about him being a predator because she was mad that he had like done this business thing so i guess i don't know i stopped paying attention she just maybe she disappeared i mean i guess she did because she just put another video where she was called like i'm breaking my silence where she was like um where she was like i'm back so i guess she had been gone and she was like this past year has been really bad because when i tried to cancel james charles like my life just crumbled it just went to shit and i had to disappear um and so then she basically what she goes into it's so funny this woman's like like reaching 40 grown-ass woman um and she's like she's like i have to be clear about what happened and her argument is that she was, by you know, these are her own words, gaslit into believing that James Charles was a predator because of these other two YouTubers who don't like James Charles. So basically she was like, I was manipulated mm. by these two other YouTubers into believing that he was a bad guy. Insane. Like a grown woman. And she's never like, I wish I hadn't done it. She was like, I like... I'm a victim. They hypnotized me. Yeah. They hypnotized me. And it's like, I don't know. I, I think this is part, like, part one of what's so beautiful to me about YouTube. is like, for the most part, these are people who... I, I think YouTube attracts adults who are, like, totally emotionally stunted. Like, just people who have such a shitty uh, problem-solving like procedure like such a bad emotional vocabulary so this woman just is like i'm not gonna catch you up sam you missed it is it i hope you like your Bro, sausage I, I already know what you're talking about because you already did this earlier okay. this week all right. Will and I. <laughs> all right well i'll finish i started so i'm gonna i'm about to finish but um anyway so she makes this video and and like i guess now 
the kids who watch them like buy have bought her line they're like yes and these two other youtubers are named jeffrey star and shane dawson oh um, i know who shane dawson is and yes. i saw all this stuff going on on twitter i actually tried to look into it because i remember shane dawson from when i was a kid but i like couldn't make heads or tails of it and was like i'm gonna have to sit this one out i have no idea what this means but now i'm excited because now that you're really paying this off for me so keep going yes so well and also <laughs> as a as a little side as a little side alleyway to go into another part of what makes the timing not good is that all of these youtubers have sort of begun to preemptively cancel themselves mm. so it started with this woman jenna marbles who like no, did who this is. yes yeah. she was like she was like oh my god i i want to find this video because it's so funny she's she's she does like a, a pretty good she's like i did these videos where i did bad stuff I, They've been private for a long time, but I'm coming out. I'm going to show you the videos. I did blackface in one. I said ching chong, ching chong, ding dong in another one. And she like plays the mm. video and she like repeats it out loud. Uh, she's like, this is what I said. I said ching chong, ding dong. I said so, like she does the whole line. It's so insane. And she's like, I'm self canceling. I'm leaving this account. I don't want to do it anymore. And then Shane Dawson also did it. He like made this long video where he's like, I did blackface, I did uh, pedophile jokes, I did it all. He's like, you don't have to forgive me, but I'm coming clean. I did all of this stuff. So anyways, this is like lining up. Wow, what a, like a, what, you know, what's the horizon on cancel culture? What are we moving towards? How do we see the other side? What happens next? Like I have not heard of the self-canceling. That's an interesting permutation. Totally. I mean, this is the, you know, is thesis is cancel culture. Antithesis is anti-cancel culture. The synthesis is pre-canceling yourself. Can you pre-cancel mm. yourself? And does that mean, is it meaningful to, to take that action? Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, so Shane Dawson pre-canceled himself for doing blackface. And then Tati Westbrook uh, sort of like hand, handed the hot potato off to this guy and this other guy, Jeffree Star. And it was just, it was just funny because like clearly what she did was like stupid as hell. Like it, it was just so dumb. Like it's clearly transparently just handing off responsibility for this dumb thing she did of trying to cancel like an 18 year old kid um but it i guess i guess it all concludes with me finding this video of this like i think he's british or australian youtuber maybe i'll put it i'll put it in afterwards but he's like he does this video where he's like i knew it shane dawson jeffree star are manipulators like and he's like he does this whole video where he's like i'm inviting other youtubers to uh like uh, like weigh in. Did Shane Dawson and uh, did Shane Dawson manipulate us? Do you feel manipulated by Shane Dawson? No, this got 213 responses. Yes, to be honest, so many of us watched him when we were kids and didn't understand right from wrong and didn't understand how disgusting his behavior was like myself. He manipulated us with his makeup line at all. Two important parts to dissect. I openly say that I used to watch Shane Dawson. I am appalled that I used to watch that stuff, but I feel like I was always drawn back in to watch it, so I feel like I was manipulated. And because we couldn't tell right from wrong, he made us believe that this content was acceptable. And that's why we continued watching. And so these essential, I guess they're kids, they're emailing this YouTuber, like, yes, Shane Dawson manipulated us by making these, and so they're, they're describing, they're describing Shane Dawson making videos 
and painting himself in a positive way in his own videos as manipulation. And he's like, I feel manipulated by Shane Dawson. It's insane. It's just it's just funny to see like kids mm. hear an idea and then like understand one percent of it and and then we- you know weaponize it in the most savage way possible to destroy each other on the internet. Yeah, I think that's wild. I, that's just something I was sort of talking about before we started the podcast, and, and in specific related to a situation that's obviously too private for me to really bring up. But it really bothers me to watch people now that I that I know that are my friends like kind of talk on that pathologizing um, language of healing and therapy and boundaries and harm when it really they're trying to communicate something as simple as like, this person's pissing me off. This person made me mad. You're acting annoying. Like, don't do that. I don't like hanging out with you with your boyfriend because I don't like your boyfriend. You know, like things that are as simple as that to me that you turn into this like extreme web of I don't know just like talking circles around these certain ideas that I'm like is this necessary can we just keep it simple like can we just call shit what it is like and I think that obviously those words have a place and stuff but it kind of blows my mind so it's funny to think of it also kind of uh permeating through the zoomer youtube call out culture universe yeah I don't I don't know what it means yeah no I it's I mean I guess I I only hope I only hope we get better at using these words. Um, it's, it's, it'd be funny to see, like, or, or for me to learn more about the history of that book, but I, it occurred to me that, like, I wonder if when, when like, like, in social justice spaces, when people talk about, like, holding, like, accountability and holding, like, you know, governments or cities, like, accountable and, and, um, and, like, you know, um, talking about harm and and like um, self care and things like that in the context of activism, that's actually like the language of relationships being brought into like the space of like political action. So actually, it's sort of its genesis is actually in the interpersonal, mm. and then it was like brought into the political space, and then when we hear it applied back into the interpersonal we're like oh that's actually that belongs in 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 like political conversations but not in in relationships Hmm. i feel like um the political space has been depersonalized and like the there's always should have always been an understanding that like political spaces deal with human relationships fundamentally so I don't know if that really disagrees with what you're saying, um, but I, that binary isn't really how I think about it. But I see the point that you're making because we do live in a sort of a binary way uh, now. Uh, anyways, yeah. I wish I'd, I wish I'd eaten before this. I'm so hungry. <laughs> Aww. Don't you have a I snack? Made, I just made a couple sausages, Felipe. They're on the, on they're on the counter. Are they veggie them. sausages? No, they're spicy hot Italian <gasps> no! sausages. Yeah. Yep, pork sausages. Sam, you're gaslighting me. <laughs> you're gaslighting me so bad right now, dude. You need accountability you're... to my to my hunger right dude, now. Dude, can you be accountable? Mm. Can you be accountable a little bit more, dude? And stop <laughs> gaslighting me. There needs to be a truth and reconciliation process yeah. around the kinds of sausages yeah, dude. <laughs> that we keep in the fridge. <laughs> uh, holy Dang. moly. Dang. 
what do you guys think about the the one billion dollars not getting defunded are we surprised are we not surprised well it's i i think sarah you were saying this to me so tell me if if you weren't but it it's sort of like the no one got what they wanted because like de blasio right he like moved it into like putting police in schools but then the right was still like oh like you know look at look at idiot de blasio like he cut a billion dollars from the police budget and yet the the city of new york is still paying for like painting black lives matter on like fifth avenue like what a cuck yeah and it's like funny because it's like no one even agrees like what happened here yeah yeah i was surprised by it in that sense that it was a political maneuver it made no sense at all i thought it was interesting that you know the days before like the the, the vote finally happened um people were saying like here's what the deal is gonna be they're gonna pretend they defunded by a billion dollars the mainstream media like the new york times is gonna buy into that narrative and they're gonna gaslight the public into thinking the billion dollars got defunded, but they didn't really. But actually, the the mainstream media is reporting it as they didn't do the defunding. Uh, but the right media is reporting it as the police are being defunded. So yeah, as a political maneuver, it, it made absolutely zero sense, and I don't begin to understand. I don't what think this means. I think I think it. I think that like just because there's, um. Even if the even if like whatever Donald Trump calls Cuomo a cuck or whatever, like I th I think that's short lived. I mean, people are gonna hate Cuomo anyways, and uh, and the cops hate him anyways, even though he like is totally like exceeds to their every demand. Um, but I think ultimately like the cops got what they wanted. So and and like and I guess for the people who would give a shit or who like Cuomo he like did the thing that the, you know what i mean like the people who i don't know if anybody's been moved from how they perceive him possibly not yeah i, I don't really see exactly how i don't know how cuomo stands related to the nypd funding issue uh everybody hates de blasio so i think that stands i was I wondering I was at the, what i mean yeah oh you meant de blasio um yeah, I don't know. It's a strange thing. I was at the occupation when they were doing the vote and they were streaming it on the big screen and everyone was kind of sitting around it. Uh, not everyone, like half the people there. Half the people were like watching the vote and the other half were like in an intersection, um, <laughs> defending an intersection. And like halfway through watching the stream, one of the organizers came over and they were like, all white people over here watching this, get over in the street and stop watching TV. Like, <laughs> like you guys are being annoying. And then we had to go over and stand in the street and not watch the vote. Um, but while we were called it TV. What? They were like, no, stop watching TV. They didn't say it as like <laughs> Kurt as that. Okay. They were, yeah. Okay. But I was trying to be funny. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I think that's funny. I yeah. Think that's funny. <laughs> but that's what it felt like. It was like we were trying to yeah. act like watching TV was our political activism, and they were like, mm -mm. <laughs> just because you're did you here. Did you defend you the just... intersection? Did you I went over to defend, defend the intersection. It? I didn't get in one of the riot lines um, because I didn't get in one. I was just sort of standing around, uh, waiting for whatever was going to happen. Um, you were watching the fight. You were, I mean, you were watching the vote, and you were like. Hey, do you have any, like, caramel-covered popcorn? <laughs> yeah, it was funny. People were like, every time someone voted um, yes for the budget, people would boo, and then when they would vote no, people would cheer, and I was like, 
this is kind of a little bit corny. Um, but the point, I guess it's just a stupid thing that I was going to arrive at. I was just wondering while we were watching it and having such a sad time because we weren't getting what we wanted, if there was like a cop watching party where they were all gathered around the stream and they were like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like cheering and having a great time or if they just don't even give a fuck. I have no idea because I couldn't register. There was cops everywhere like that night and they should have been having sort of an air of celebration about them, I guess, because they won in that little incident. Um, and but it didn't seem like they were happy. It's like being in like a city during the Super Bowl or something like that. You can hear people like cheering in their in their apartments and yeah, and stuff. Some people are happy, some people are sad. We yeah. got the budget, woohoo! Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we got the budget. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, say what you were saying, Sarah, about, like, how they could have easily cut it. Yeah. Given the, the overspending. I'll say this. The only media that I take in is, like, certain people I follow on Twitter who are not... They're, like, I guess freelance journalists. I wonder if this is the future of, like, I'm going to spend the rest of my adult life, like, every time there's a news event that I care about, like, finding a niche Twitter account that covers it from yeah. exactly the political perspective that I identify yes. with. Um, because like that and pre-canceling yourself are the two things of the future. <laughs> yeah, it just is funny to me that like here I had like centered my life entirely around like everything that had to do with this vote happening and what was happening in Black Lives Matter like in this moment, and it wasn't being reported on extensively to like the level of need which I had. So suddenly I'm like following all these people who I've never heard of that I'm just putting all my trust in. Is like I guess like Nick Pinto, you know who that is? Like I would just no clue constantly read his Twitter account. I don't know who this man is. I guess he's a journalist. Um, who would just report live from the occupation every day. And uh, what was the answer to the question? Oh, the only other thing I listen to that's like mainstream media is the Brian Lair show, which is sick. It's on 10 to 12 every day. And uh, he had on somebody who was a civilian who worked for the NYPD uh, doing financial stuff. And he was like, the budget is so bloated. There's so many expenses in it. It would have been easy to just get a technocrat to come in and make a bunch of cuts that add up to a billion dollars. Like, just cut a bunch of weird line items and, like, make it happen. Like, why didn't somebody do that? Um... And I don't know. He's the only person that I've heard say that, but I thought that was interesting. Well, it seems it seems like it's more of a political issue, right? Like, even even opt even if it is pointless things, things that can like can get trimmed. Um, just the fact that the police would lose any ground, like it's not in their interest to make it seem like they've lost any ground. So I, I don't think it's as simple as like there's inefficiencies in the system like we can you know it's like yeah in fact, but why in, in didn't fact, they run that scam i don't know it just seems like they weren't very clever about the way they went about handling who's they this. though uh that the democrats that dominate the city council i mean are they are they on the side of protesters um i don't know there's been a lot of mixed sentiments expressed by those people like uh some of the council people or one in person in particular has expressed like believing that the the protesters are colonizers who are actually colonizing the police uh, reform movement. Yes. Did you see this? Yeah. Um, which is a, another fucked up example of like using the language of something like inappropriately and then belittling when it's actually being used in a very serious way. Um, and that's a liberal person who would be in support of police reform, but who for some reason is coming out against the protesters because like where were they before like and that just like blew my mind to think that a politician would sit here and be like oh this moment which has activated all of these new people to be involved in politics so what's being called like, the biggest political movement kind of in american history or maybe recent american history and you think that that makes those people cheap and ridiculous and not important yeah so i don't know there's mixed mixed sentiments 
Man, I, I want to colonize a bowl of spaghetti right about now. <laughs> yeah, brother. I'm trying to colonize a PB&J. Sarah, you, you know a lot about this. I, I'm glad you talked about it. I think the future is actually, instead of following niche accounts on Twitter, it's actually starting a podcast with your friends. Mm. And so, and that's the excuse for one of them to talk about the news. So and then the just kind of cobbling together yeah, exactly. things yeah. we ca- think we heard someone say. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, that and pre-canceling. Imagine, imagine if you canceled yourself for a thing you were going to do. I think that's the final form. Oh, like, of, uh, oh, like canceling. in, um, like in Minority Report. Yes, exactly. Mm, <laughs> exactly. Tomorrow, I yeah. will do blackface. And you, yeah. you, you do a video about it. Yeah, exactly. Apologizing it for it beforehand. Yeah. Oh, man, I love that. Stop. People are like, don't do it. I can't. I have, I, I'm all, it's already been preordained. <laughs> Just getting ready to make you- the video. The... The, the pe- people are are coming up before you make the video. People are canceling you on Twitter for the thing you pre-canceled yourself for. Exactly. This is nowhere near the apology we needed. Yeah, that reminds me. I was going to talk about the stuff that happened with Seth this week, but I don't really know what to what to say about it. I go mean, for it. it. My mom is really interested in who Seth is based <laughs> on the, the way he's appeared on the last parts of our podcast. So. I'd say go for it. Yeah, should I talk about it, Felipe? I can talk about it. I mean, why am I? I I'm not the. I'm not the. Um, it's for I'm Seth's not friend. The, I'm not the. I'm not the guardian of this of this gossip. I, I'm yeah. not going to defend Seth. Okay, I'm not. Gonna yeah. No, I mean, get, <laughs> yeah. get ready to go up against some of Seth's biggest yeah. trolls. All right. <laughs> Me and Sam have. There's no love for Seth here. So, um, no. I. You're the person who would have a problem with talking about him. I'm fine. I'm. I'm happy. Yeah, you're talking about. You guys talk about anything. All we right, got. Cool. We got to fill the hour and a half. Yeah. And I have on my notes app, and there's nothing good. So. Great. Well, I'll, I'll ask this question. This is a housekeeping thing, and if anyone's listening, you can write in. Do you like it when I when we pretend that we haven't already had the conversation, or do you, is it better when I give the caveat that, uh, like I said when I saw you yesterday? No, uh, I think we should. I I'll I'll give you the answer to that. I think we should pretend <laughs> that we haven't had the con- or I don't know if you need to say it, say it. But we talk about it with the same gusto. Okay. With cool, the same. Cool. Because I can recreate it easily because I'm a performer and an actor and a comedian. But I just worry that it t- to you guys it might come off as if I think that I didn't just say this to you less than 24 hours ago, like almost verbatim. Eerie. <laughs> I'm a good actor too. And the whole time you were talking, I'm going to be like, <gasps> yeah. No. Oh no. <laughs> do you really? Do, do, do you really think that? <laughs> Seth, okay. Seth said what? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, cool. Then we're all on the same page. That's what, that's what we'll do moving forward. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so Seth is a uh, comedy critic who is an independent journalist. Uh, he freelances for different publications. But he also has his own newsletter. He has almost 10,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, and his most famous thing was bringing to light uh, that video of Shane Gillis uh, being racist. And uh, he got fired from Saturday Night Live as a result of that. Um, some call that Seth getting Shane Gillis fired. Some people call that Shane Gillis got himself fired. But Seth just tweeted it out to his massive following. Um, and uh, he has a lot of haters, like, in the comedy community. I don't even know how you would describe it. It's, like, people on the right or, like, who? I don't know. Pe- just, like, yeah. just like stand-up guys. 
stand-up guys sort of, more sort of traditional sort of conservative stand-up guys who don't like cancel yeah. culture yeah the extreme enemies of cancel culture and uh yeah they, they have an issue with seth and so uh somebody posted uh allegations of like sexual misconduct against seth not that they were personally saying they had but like a third party and they wouldn't specify what it was or really like who said this um and the allegations were just totally not credible in a way that like i don't know if you're listening to this you can dm me if you want to know the details or you can look on twitter and see it uh but it's just totally unbelievable the story and um seth posted like a long thing on his twitter about like explaining the situation and saying they didn't really do anything and of course like all hundreds he's gotten ratioed on that tweet which to people's parents that are listening being ratioed is when you have more comments on your tweet than likes is that right i think so yeah he got yeah, ratioed on it it has means that people are mad at you it means people are really mad at you because they're not liking <laughs> it they're just responding um and he has hundreds and hundreds of comments on it and it's just from his lesions of like people on the internet who have an issue with him um mostly uh baiting him by being like no 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 like believe women believe women because like seth is a, a feminist who defends women in comedy uh and believes in listening to women when they talk about their experiences with sexual harassment and assault uh and it's just been extremely frustrating to see that um and i guess the only real point that i'll make and then we can i don't know what to talk about about it besides this uh is it's annoying to me to see people use the believe women thing in this way and it was something that Fleabay pointed out to me when the thing about the masks was going on about how people were, were who didn't want to wear masks were saying my body my choice and like now they're using this like believe women thing as like a cudgel against him and it's like just this totally insincere uh way of making a rhetorical argument that doesn't speak at all to the actual conceptual nuanced issue that people care about and it's really frustrating for them to act like they have like won the argument through use of ironically deploying the slogan i think um, I'll, makes I'll, you mad. I'll, I'll say that kind of because i was saying that their argument is is this the argument that those people are trying to make like oh don't you see how now it's more complicated you can't you can't and in fact maybe you tell me i'm wrong about this but uh you've even expressed like that you're like uncomfortable with them with the with the phrase um of course there's no no nuance to that how could that possibly sh- sure, be but how I, could that speak to but i think that the the argument that those that those uh club bros uh billy bam for saying on the <laughs> The, the know chat. nothing party. Yeah, exactly. These <laughs> these thugs. I think the argument they're making is like the same one you're making, which is like, oh, there's no nuance to this, and doesn't it suck when it's leveled against you? Like, uh, so I actually think that you. Uh, but agree they're with not these being guys. sympathetic. They're not being sympathetic. They're not like it's CSAT, and doesn't it suck that like we all go through? Oh this no, they hate them for yeah. they hate them for sure. But but they but they're trying to be like. Uh, gotcha. look at yeah, got you. Like look look at how look at how the tools that you use, like fuck you over when when you know like don't give you sort of uh, an inch to maneuver. You know you can't. What are you gonna say? This woman's lying. Um, so I I think I think that you and them you're not so different we're actually on the same side wow yeah. well that's a really inspiring way to think about how these people who i despise so completely and who are ruining my weekend um are actually sort of like my friends and felipe is one of them and we're all the same i'll say this i'll say this i'll say this it's the first time i've ever seen like an effective kind of counter cancel campaign 
Mm, people have so? at least two people who I think are like, you know, like well liked enough have come out to be like, I think Seth isn't is telling the truth based on whatever context they have of the person who put I've never seen that before. First time yeah. I've ever seen it. It's pretty cool. I'll say this. I'll be honest. If I didn't know who Seth was or wasn't, you know, it's like I would not it would be really hard for me to be like, I believe him because I have been taught to sort of blanket just be like yep if there's an accusation like must be true um so i mean i think that is a complication it is a complication yeah i mean i think in the case of like i don't know i don't know if i can really litigate it like this but like when you're making allegations and you're not even saying that it's your experience you're saying that it's somebody else's experience and you won't say what the experience was like that seems like a we have to to you should believe that unilaterally like i, I don't know if that, but I, I also understand what you're saying that you don't necessarily think that you do believe that. But like the way we are responding to this stuff is to be like, okay, well, we're just gonna have to take, yeah, we have to take the, all the claims seriously. I, I yeah. hate to be an edge lord. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to be like spicy to be mean or anything. But it's like, is that really the line? Is really like that? It's a third right, party the line because, um, in fact, and maybe I have the facts wrong on this, but like the Ben Ben Hopkins from Power Bottom is releasing new music. And uh, Power Bottom was canceled like, what I don't know, four years ago, because of allegations that uh, that someone put out against Ben Hopkins. And if I'm not wrong, those allegations were also by a third party. So I mean, I, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to litigate either one way or another. Mm. But like, is really the line that we're drawing on on whether or not it's a third party saying anonymous. Yeah. Um, and in fact, there was a moment where Power Bottom was like, the person who has these problems, they should come out and speak to us. And that was like, that's a big, you know, that's a big aggression. Like, that's abusive behavior. Like, that person wants their identity, like, anonymous. And so, I, I, don't, I don't know. It seems like... Right. I also think that the problem with that is like... Uh, I... What about Joe Biden? No press radio saying, what about, what about Joe Biden? We're voting for him. That's... That's all yeah. you gotta know. He's We're voting for him come November. <laughs> <laughs> what about Joe Biden? Yeah. What's the point? Where what about Joe Biden? The allegations against Joe Biden are um, made by a specific person. Yeah, they seem credible. Yeah. Real. Joe Biden, comma Felipe. That, that does not. That doesn't clarify. <laughs> it's not what clarify what the, the counterpoint is. What about Joe? What Biden? about Joe Biden? I think he probably did rape that woman. I, I, I'm almost I mean I can't be 100% certain but I'm as certain as as I could be as counter cancellation oh that he was counter oh yeah maybe I guess that's true I guess that that mm. was a, that was an effective counter canceling campaign although I would say there that like um it wouldn't have mattered if the campaign was like effective or not all that mattered is that like people people who are powerful like didn't want him canceled and so it was like it would have been like Brett Kavanaugh like you just you just like muddy the waters until like it doesn't matter or you can't do anything about it. Um, whereas here it's like, I guess maybe I'll be more clear. I've never seen a counter cancellation campaign done by like people who are like woke and, mm. uh, uh, you know, ostensibly on the right side of whatever. Um, yeah, I'll say something funny that I noticed about. I tweeted obviously Seth is my extremely good friend and and I believe him and I hate that this is happening. It's extremely frustrating. Uh, and I tweeted to say wow, what I just said. Um, and almost all of the, the likes on that tweet are by men. And I don't really have a Twitter following, only 100 people follow me. But I just thought that was kind of interesting because I was like, oh, do men like this? Because like the men are the people who are afraid of like having this sort of thing happen to them and it means something to them that they would be defended by someone while women are just kind of like, 
whatever, dude. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Uh, but I don't really have a meaningful Twitter following to know if that data is of any importance. You were an upstander. You showed that you could be an ally to men, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me try this idea on you guys. But I, I think that, like, a lot of times whether someone is effectively canceled or not and we can i think have a lively debate about what that means or what that looks like but like that it sort of follows power dynamics um and and like sort of streams of popularity and 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 power outside of what they actually did more than than any sort of like evidence around or or or, or so sort of like the severity of what they've actually done like if someone's actually disliked or wants to be removed like the cancellation will be like more effective than if there's like many sort of sources of power that like have a real investment in keeping that person there that reminds me of like um when luke taylor who's a comedian who lives in la uh did the mr peanut stuff what um, is that Oh, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, he was yes. telling Mr. Peanut to kill himself. Uh, Luke Taylor is a comedian. He was tweeting at Mr. Peanut for like a year, telling him to kill himself and that he was going to come kill him wherever he was in the world. And uh, he got his Twitter account suspended. And he wrote an article for Vice about like how I got my Twitter account suspended for threatening to kill Mr. Peanut. And then uh, and it went pretty viral because it was funny. And uh, he's a, a great comedian. And then there was like a counter movement against that on Twitter. People trying to be like, how dare you harass social media, corporate social media runners? Like, do you understand what it's like to work the Mr. Peanut account? And this was not written by, obviously, the person who runs that account. Do you understand what it's like to get those death threats? Like, it's hard to distinguish between, like, what's someone really talking to you and what's someone talking to the cartoon <laughs> and like made this huge thing about it and then like the defense of luke was so strong that some of the detractors of him were like i guess this is someone that everyone really likes so never mind i think i think um, that i think that the trying to cancel luke was totally phony or like everybody it knew was. it was bullshit it's funny because i worked i freelanced at the um at the ad agency that like runs the planters um like account and i worked i didn't work with anybody that worked on the planters account but i worked with people who like run twitter accounts and it's just funny like they get they get all sorts of shit all the time and they have a software where they just see all of the comments lined up and when they see abusive ones they just ignore them and then when they see nice ones they're like they respond and they're like cool happy to have you in the planters family so i think the idea that anybody <laughs> was triggered by luke telling the planters peanut guy to kill himself is I, I mean, I guess it, it's totally, it's, yeah, it's insane. Um, uh, I don't know, but maybe not. Maybe yeah. someone, maybe someone at, uh, at this ad agency was triggered. Yeah. Triggered. No, it's a good question though. And I wondered when I was like writing my, my tweet for my hundred followers about how I believe what Seth says, um, I said in it that I love him and I was like, oh, should I not even be centering the fact that I love him? Because it really has nothing to do with, um you know, on this ethical level of thinking about these things, like whether or not I love my friend doesn't mean that they did or did not do something wrong. I think, um, I yeah. think that, f I think that in these cases, friendship is kind of underrated. Like, I think, I think when people are like, you have to like, you know, the idea that you would like out your friend or like throw your friend under the bus, no matter, I mean, I understand that there's like a, a, a ethical consideration and like, you know, we should be c consistent and like keep our friends accountable or whatever. But, but also I think it's underrated how much like, 
you should also be loyal to your friends sometimes even if they did a bad thing like i think it makes sense to me like i wouldn't i would understand someone like simply defending their friend i don't think that's yes. that seems normal I also think that's part of the restorative justice healing framework is like a person has friends who keep them accountable to changing their behavior and if they're left totally alone and no one like wants to be loyal to them or care about what happens to them then i don't know how they would uh, be restored in any way to being in the community have you talked about Kanye yet? Uh, he's running for president. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna. I don't, I don't even have the energy to say that I'm gonna vote for him as a joke. <laughs> I don't. It's like it's. You know what? This is my take on it. It's a boring stunt. I'm bored. It's like I saw it and I was like, it sucks. It's not funny. It's not funny. Yeah. The the um. The Starbucks guy already decided he was going to run, and that was like the fun. That was time. funny. That yeah. Uh, Mike Schultz was, uh, or is that the Peanuts guy? Howard. Howard Schultz. Schultz. The Howard yeah. Schultz from the Peanuts from Peanuts should run. <laughs> Charlie Brown on the flag, um, Pigpen, on the money. Charlie Brown's I, depressed. Uh, yeah. I Brown. a, you know, I'll say this. You know what would have been funny? It would have been funny if Kanye West had run for uh, New York City Council. That would have been really funny. Mm. If he'd run for, like, Comptroller. He could probably win something like that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like I don't a technocratic know. position. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Yes, he'd, like, run for treasurer of, uh, I don't know, Chicago. That Now, that would be really funny. Or a president of the, uh, what is it, a AFL-CIO? That would have been funny. I think yeah. he should be like the ex-checker of like the United Nations or something. Yeah. Like, that. like, like go over to Europe and t test his hand in European the incomprehensibility of European politics. If he had, if he had, if Kanye had become a diplomat in in one of our uh, in one of our embassies and in, in one of America's like military bases, that would be really funny. That that yeah. would be something to talk about. That would be something hmm. to talk about. Hmm. Um, Kanye West uh, stamping uh, stamping papers in an embassy in um, Cairo. Americans come around saying that they lost their luggage at the airport, and he's stamping papers. He's telling people they can't go back because of COVID. He's giving people passports. That would be funny. It, turn it turns out he can speak um, Catalan. Yeah. Yeah, he's in the bar. He's in the American embassy at Barcelona. It's cleared out because of COVID, and he's kind of running it. He still has to show up to the office. He can't do it from, but he's wearing. What a mask. I understand, what I understand about get being an ambassador is it's essentially like a job. When you're president, you just hand out to your friends. Mm. More the reason for Kanye to, you know, he's friendly yeah. with Trump, and I thought he liked Trump. What gives? He's running against him? <laughs> Kanye, you gotta be loyal well, to your friends. I wanna say this about cancel culture, and uh, I'll right. link it into right. diplomacy for a second, but, but I okay. think it's that it's like, it's a little bit like, it reminds me of American foreign policy in the sense that it's like, like, um, you know, like, the way America has like sort of a justifi justified like intervention in the past like 60 years and in countries all around like the world and, and justified sort of regime change is being like oh we like support democracies and we should support we don't like dictatorships and we want to support 
we want constitutional democracies all around the world and blah, wait blah, this blah, you're about then, to, this is going to be about cancel culture oh yeah, beautiful but, i but, can't wait to but see it's it. actually it's actually like they it, it's not that america supports democracies right there's all sorts of dictatorships that we like fund and support if they're like interests like align with america's sort of like material um foreign policy interests around you know like oil and other resources and projecting power into certain regions and i feel like that's that's often sort of the missing link you need one needs to think about when they think about who gets canceled and who doesn't and who's who's successfully canceled and who doesn't is that it's like i think oftentimes people are trying to like take down there there are real transgressions and also people are trying to like take down people they don't like and whether a person successfully like loses the things they have or or is successfully sort of canceled so to speak is like has often as much to do about sort of their like power and social positioning as it does about like what 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 they did and 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 sort of the the sort of the mm. the believability of what was done mm. this is like a Catherine Cohen this relates to Catherine Cohen situation I think that's a good example <laughs> but I think yeah. it's applicable across a number of different things wait but, are you yeah. meaning to say she didn't get canceled no I my computer was freezing while Sam was talking so maybe I missed the point of it but I heard the ending which is that it has to do with people's um power and position as well as the thing that they did and like um there was this discourse going on about Catherine Cohen who's a comedian who uh made a racist uh music video like four years ago or something that kind of resurfaced and uh it was like a racist imagery of a man that she a black man that she was pretending was a slave who wasn't wearing a shirt and she was like holding a rope that was tied around his neck and it was just a racist thing and it was being shared anew on twitter and being like this sucks uh obviously and um but there's also a discourse about like the fact that people like wanted to go after Catherine Cohen because she's also known to be rich um so that's the only connection that I was making that you're saying it has to do with people's like power and position other than just like the thing that they did and no and, yeah, nobody, no, and nobody I... wants to go after Seth because he holds all of the resources <laughs> he holds the he holds the power in his hands to make or break your comedy theater in his with a, newsletter with a stroke of his pen he'll destroy <laughs> yeah. your small regional comedy theater <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll get your Philadelphia comedian fired from a prospective job at the at the good place. Yeah. Um sure. Sure. Power is it. I mean, I guess I don't know. I don't know. Some people some powerful people have gone canceled. Or some people have gone canceled by their own, you know. Al Franken, he was canceled he was canceled by his own uh party and I, yeah, but he, but that's because like, the Democratic Party like made a political calculation that if they wanted to appear like on the right side of cancel culture and go after Donald Trump and also go after that like pedophile in Georgia, then they had to cancel um, the, the. Sure, I mean, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, but, it's but, kind but, of but, true. But, but it's also true. like Joe Biden, but Felipe, Joe Biden, like he. What about he, Joe Biden, Sam? What about Joe Biden? The, what are you he's saying? The, precisely, you're talking about the exact same Democratic Party, and he's being accused of raping somebody, yeah. and he didn't get canceled. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. And Al Franken was accused of like 
touching a person's breast, like a, a reporter's breasts in like a photo. Yeah, sure. I guess so. I mean, uh, kind of. I, I guess what I was going to say is that, um, like, yes, uh, they, they made a calculation so that they would seem uh, uh, morally consistent. But isn't that isn't that what a political movement is about? It's about applying pressure so that a group of people, uh, politicians, have to act a certain way in order to keep up an appearance so you know it's like it doesn't matter whether or not it was um sincere but it 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 was simply they reacted to the very real pressure that was put on them but you're right i mean that joe biden you know he was like too important so i guess he was fine nothing happened to him so i i take it back it is all about power i take it all back i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i In yelled circumstances yeah i lost my cool it's okay. I lost my cool because I like Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. I like Joe Biden. I was saying that uh, I we I was thinking about how like one thing one thing that Raisin Man doesn't have and it really and it works against us. Every good podcast has an enemy. And we don't have an mm. enemy. We don't have an enemy. Maybe Seth's haters, but I don't, you know, we're not out here trying to destroy them. Who's our enemy? Nobody. We like everybody, and we're liked by the everybody. NYPD. We're trying to bring everybody into the fold. <laughs> we're Where's like, we're the f- I think everybody belongs. Yes. We're the first we're, podcast with no enemy. With no enemy. Our enemy is divisiveness. And mm, yes. Yeah. Yes. Who could? And our enemy. Our enemy is our inability to properly analyze our own relationship with each ah, other. Ah, yes. <laughs> That's what we're fighting every day. In we're the podcast. fighting each other <laughs> is what you're saying. No, no, we're fighting we're fighting lack of clarity. You know, mm. I think you you Sarah, you and you Felipe, we like to like I realized I was saying you, but it wasn't clear who I was talking to. Who are you talking to? Yeah. Who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Fuck. Yeah. We kind of like self-analyze our own feelings and our own relationships and stuff like that. So, so no. Well, what I meant when I said an enemy is some a person that we hate. It can't be an abstract. No, it concept. needs to be a person yeah. that we hate and that, <laughs> that also has a podcast and, or something similar. And we get our listeners to hate them and harass them. And they the say Brian... stuff back to us. They lob some tennis balls back over here, and we shoot them back. Yes. Yeah. We should take on the Brian Lair show. Yeah. Aww, I would be so sorry <laughs> yeah. to do that. <laughs> He's our friend. The the mayor, Bill de Blasio, has ac- accused him of being biased for the left. And so, you know, that means that he's, he's our friend. Um, who could be our enemy? Someone close. To, we could take on OK Stupid. Aw. <laughs> our, 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 our good friends. At OK Stupid. Yeah. <gasps> My neck hurts. Hmm. We should start tweeting at them. I wish we had. I wish we had some. I, you know, I sometimes wish I uh, had had strong positions that put me in conflict with someone, and that I was really good at taking them down and ridiculing them, and not wavering in my belief that we should be in open conflict. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have no enemies, and the and and. Actually, that's a lie because I do have I do have people I don't like, and boy would I love to talk about them on the podcast. But 
I'm too scared. I'm too scared of conflict. Man, as soon as... It sucks, because as soon as we turn off the thing, we start we start eviscerating our enemies. Yeah, we go that's in. That's yeah. true. We go in. The knives come out, and we start slicing and dicing. Man, I wish, yeah. I wish we could, like... I know, and it's funny for you to really say, think. yeah, we have no enemies, and I'm just like, uh, well... We have, I know who they are, and you know who they are. We all know who they are. We have are, plenty but, of enemies. Yeah. We have plenty and of And I enemies. hope they know who they are, but I think they don't because we're going to surprise attack them, and I don't want them to be Someday ready. Someday we'll come yeah. out with the expose. No, I... I yeah. um, I Just before the election will come out. I really haven't cracked the code of feeling like, like we talk... You know, like, these conversations we have are not like the conversations that we actually have. Because we can't say everything we think. We can't say the stuff we really think. I wish that we were accountable to no one and uh, and were totally antisocial. That's how you. Yeah. That's what I mean. To be good at a podcast, you have to be totally antisocial. Yes. Just want to get into and fights and make people mad. And just say exactly Felipe, do, what you think. Do you guys think with a couple more months of COVID, we'll have like properly severed all ties to like this Man, I hope. that we're in? <laughs> yeah, and we can just say whatever. It won't matter. But there won't be anything to matter. say because no one will be still be doing anything. No one's so. gonna give a shit. It's wild. Yeah. It's all you know. It's like I I don't just not, comedy doesn't it really doesn't exist. I mean, people are saying it, but it's like there's no people are saying jokes. I hear people trying to make cracking jokes on on the street and in my apartment and stuff, but it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's just like yeah. uh, it's just like a void, you know. There's no there's no such thing anymore. So it, you know what what is what is our community? Who do we speak to? What are we talking about? You know, we talk a little yeah. bit about the protests. We you know we we cobble together maybe the two percent of information that we actually have. Is comedy coming back? Billy Banff is saying, I don't know. Do you think think is coming back? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I got a couple funny little animations yeah. right on this computer. Hell I want to yeah. post about. <laughs> Is comedy coming back? Uh, maybe it's coming back to Instagram and Twitter, I think. Um, or we wouldn't be doing this. Uh, but I don't know. Not the part of it that I enjoy isn't coming back. <laughs> so Maybe someday. Yeah, actually the part I enjoy already still is here. It's thinking of something that makes me upset and then thinking of how a pithy observational version of that thing. And you mean that you do that. it here on Reason Man? No, I don't do it on Razor Man. <laughs> I don't make any jokes on the Razor Man podcast as Sam's brother has noticed. Yeah. Um, I just uh, say a bunch of really sincere stuff and then later worry that... Uh, who did I say that for? I only put myself at risk by being this candid and I don't reap any reward from it. No, so. not at all. Yeah. No, my, my mom really likes you, Sarah. She, she enjoys your candor. Dude, Thank but parents, parents, parents are no audience, Sam. Parents are no well, we audience. Have... Parents just Man. gaslight you. You're being gaslit by your mom. <laughs> my dad really wants us to talk about art on the podcast. Uh, who's that? Yeah, who's that's that, you, bitch? dude. <laughs> I'm roasting that's you. you. That's you. I'm roasting I said it's what he likes, and I didn't and and I didn't say it on the I didn't say it on stream. I kept that private, and you outed me. You canceled yep. me on pod. With, if we don't have any external enemies, the enemies become each other. I think so. I, yeah, it's probably better for us to hate each other. Man, I... Who can we hate? I can't... I can't be... I can't make fun of anyone. There mm. was... Uh, there was a, a moment once where out Felipe and I used to run an open mic, and someone jokingly asked us to, like, roast each other, like, do a roast battle. 
and we started roasting each other, and I hated it. I hated it Wait, so really? much. I feel like we roast each other all the time. There's nothing. There's nothing that I think about you that you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's. I guess all to say that I'm. It's. I'm not good at like being particularly mean. Maybe or maybe I am. Dude, you mm. roast well, you, you roast me, me all the time. <laughs> you you're not listening to what you're saying to me. It's quite right, mean. Take, I take you're it back. You're very mean, I dude. I take it back. <laughs> you're very mean. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. The other day on the phone on a private conversation, Sam called me a, a guy's girl, and I flipped out. <laughs> Canceled, dude. Yeah. Dude, I'm, gonna, I'm bringing a drone. I'm drone striking you. Yeah. I'd like to take this time to apologize <laughs> <laughs> for the thing I'm going to say to Sarah on our I next I can't believe call. you said that, dude. <laughs> yeah. Not not because it was mean, but because you should know that that's a thing you don't say. <laughs> you should. I didn't. It's, it didn't. It's like have saying any it's like saying that you're a nice guy. You know. I would. I am a nice guy. I would never say it because I know I'm walking what? right into a bear <laughs> trap. <laughs> I'm walking right into a trap from the movie you Apocalypto. You would never call yourself a nice guy. I would guy. never call myself a, a nice guy because I know I'm I'm walking right into an ambush. Mm. You don't say it. You don't call girls, guys, girls. <laughs> what else? You don't. Uh, um, you don't say you believe in due process. You can think it, but you don't no. say it. No. What else? Uh. Um, you don't say you'll give, uh, you'll donate a thousand dollars to any sort of organization if any of the accusations actually have any merit or proof no. behind them that would stand up in court. You don't say that, you know. Yeah. Um. You don't um say that your grandma is the greatest grandma in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I never say that. Uh, holy moly! <laughs> Damn, I'm hot as hell. I'll I'm tell you so what, hungry. sweating. Yeah. We're, we're at an hour and 25 no, minutes. No, we got five so. more minutes. Yeah. We got five more minutes. And we got and we best, five we, more minutes. We best, we best cram in. I become a... I want to be... I do want to be funnier. I know I'm funnier, but then I just become so serious on the podcast. It's my fault. No, it's Sarah, fault. it's not your fault. You're, you're <laughs> Thank funny. you. Thank you. You're Thank funny. you. Uh, what else can we talk about? We got five minutes. We got five minutes. Um, I'll say another thing about the occupation. I was trying to remember what you said that was funny that, about talking about it. Um... I, I, I was there and I was talking to like a, an acquaintance who was like looking around and she was like I just love being here like the way this is run is just proof to me that like we don't need the government we can just run the world by ourselves like this is perfect and I was like what the fuck are you talking about like I don't even want to be here for two hours this cannot be the whole world like, <laughs> we can't live here what is this we're just this is a cement sidewalk it's a bunch of tents and free loose cigarettes and eating pizza and chips <laughs> like this isn't the world um but yeah did she say that while you guys were watching the t the TV? She said it while we were sitting and waiting <laughs> for the next uh, escalation. There's an yeah. activist who's like, all the white people, like, go onto the street and, like, protect us from the police. And then this white woman, like, whispers next to you. She's like, God, I just love that you can just watch the television <laughs> the whole time. People <laughs> you know? bring you a glow cup of water. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Chapstick. You don't need the government. Yeah. Oh, man, Sarah, I don't know if you could talk about it, but you had a really funny story about your friend who was uh, like... Oh, yeah, I, mean, can you, I can't talk about you that. You can't? I wish. No. Wait, can you, can you sort of, without explaining what it is, tell me? Because I'm curious, why can't you? Um, Because it's too sensitive. Sure, okay. Uh, yeah. 
I'll say it was funny. This is a different thing. It was funny to roll up and see my friends running things there and just being like, my friends are running this? What? <laughs> Not that my friends were the, the activists that organized the whole thing, you know, which was Vocal NY, and they seemed very cool and they did a great job, I'll say. But I saw my friends running certain tables. Caroline was running the People's Bodega. I was like, how is this possible? <laughs> yeah. Strange. Imagine if all of society was run by your friends, Sarah. You yeah. You should think like that woman at the, at the, at the place. <laughs> hmm. I'd be I'd be the guy who uh I who'd have to taste all the desserts mm. before they're served. That would be my role. I'd be in charge of telling people who's right and who's wrong. <laughs> You'd Just, be good at that. Yeah. I would I would run the software that streams the TV into a computer. And I would like be looking at it the whole time and, and it would and it would break down and I'd be like, Alright, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm getting the software back up. That would be my job. Explain a little video game you just played to people as you were doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could put different little animations in the corner and different little vintage videos that you found yeah. in the corner. Were yeah. Oh, you know, I kind of made a mistake because I I put the video the uh, the old school 3D video that we did on the last whatever who who gives a shit. We we did on the last on the last episode. I put the old school 3D in this new episode. I did it again because it was a good video. Well, I hope to see it one day. Hey, it's not too hard. Just tune in on YouTube onto the Raisin Man <laughs> channel. You can watch all the old episodes. Have you ever and share the links with your friends? Have you ever listened to us? I'll t I'll I'll say this, guys. This is a diversions, but if we start a Patreon, maybe you can pay like a lot of money to be a Patreon member, and then and on our Patreon episodes, we dish. And we just dish oh my God. full time. Wow. Yeah, that could that would be absolutely no different. That could that could only go right because nobody would pay. Yes, that's nobody true. Would that's pay. true. Yeah. That's exactly. true. That's true. Uh, no one would pay for that. Yeah, like, dude, my dad. You know, like my dad and your mom would pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, who are these people? Damn, these people sound bad. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you the truth, Sarah. You were like, oh, I know who our enemies are, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like, I am like, who are they? I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. I was, um, this is maybe as embarrassing. I was sort of trying to do a bit to pretend like, but no one really comes to mind. There's only just yeah. like people I think are no, slightly annoying. And even them, I don't know. Um... Yeah. No, psych, psych, psych. I just <laughs> thought of a couple people. I just yeah. thought of some enemies, <laughs> public enemies of the yeah. state. I'm thinking of the same ones. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or I think we are. Oh, now I want. I can't wait to turn it off and talk about these people and figure out if we're. We're only seconds away from doing that. Yeah, only and they're all, they're all members of city council, dear yeah. listeners. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I'm gonna eat some pasta. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Raisin Man Arena.